Welcome, everyone, to the Jake Dunlap Show. This is your weekly dose of real success stories from entrepreneurs, athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and the people that you love. If you've ever wondered what makes people tick, what are the weird things that happened to them in their past that helped to shape the people that they've became? Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, you can tune in and get exactly that. The behind, behind the scenes, not the typical behind the scenes, but the real stories that shaped some of the people that you know, love, and follow. Man, I got to tell you, I'm really proud of our marketing team. I mean, we are putting together some very, 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 very good content for anyone in sales leadership, revenue operations, sales, who is like, I need literally a blueprint for how to implement AI into my sales organization. And today, I'm going to... I'm not going to say this is the best one that we've done, but I really feel like this idea of always optimizing, it's something that I preach all the time to our clients, which is sales has has to move. I call it a uh, consistent optimization versus occasional. It's one of my four C's of being an innovative leader. If you do not have a always optimizing mindset, like, like our friends in marketing who are optimizing ad performance on a weekly, daily basis. There are people that are running social media ads that literally let the ads run for four, like four minutes, like two minutes, and then they take them down. But in sales, like we spend all this time building the perfect sequences or building the per, uh, current process that we forget about optimization. Okay, and so today's session, um, as usual, make sure everyone drop your questions. Let us know where you're joining from as well too. So... Uh, let's jump in. I've got here seven ways optimize your process with technology and AI. I mean, this is like the blueprint for all of you. So I've got a ton of links I'm going to drop in here. I've got a ton of uh, value add that I'm going to drop in here as well too. So get ready. It's coming. Okay. So number one, okay. If you are trying to optimize, of course, we got to start at the top of the funnel, even though I will say, I think the top of the funnel optimization, oops, I might get some flack from this from some friends and people I know. Top of funnel optimization with technology and AI is really important. Don't get it twisted. But there are a lot of other applications too. And I think too many organizations right now are focused on just this one, but I'm going to give you the two, right? So if you are thinking about how do I better optimize my performance, particularly around outbound or lead gen, okay, number one, is I want you to look at some of the tools that exist, okay? And what I mean by that is um, Lavender, Humantic, Reggie. Um, love Reggie. It's got like this amazing workflow. Some of the things, uh, the folks over at Lavender, really cool as well too. Um, there is absolutely nothing wrong with using one of these tools, okay, to help you not do it all for you. This is so critical. My friends, look, we used we came from a world before sales engagement where we did 100% customized emails. Every email. Maybe it had some templates. I take that back. Then we got these sales engagement platforms. And we started to just hit send all. We called it customization at scale. And it was literally just like company name, last name, industry. My friends, this is, these tools are not to help you to hit send all. They are good. They can get you 70, 80% of the way there, 90 but what they should allow you to do is do higher quality research, not automate. Automation is not AI, okay? Do not get it twisted. So implementing an AI-powered tool 
Okay. I'm telling you right now, there's a whole bunch of them. We'll list them. Uh, Clearbit's got some stuff out. Zoom Info. There's Seamless, Lucia. Um, again, we've been playing around Lavender and, and you know, we've got a couple clients that are using that. Same with Reggie. Um, so again, a lot of opportunity there. Again, but the key is in your implementation. Please promise me when you forward this to your RevOps leader, if you're a RevOps leader, you do not say, great, this is going to help us send 17 more emails a day. It's not. It's not going to help you. How about this? If you implement these tools the right way, it's going to help you send zero more emails a day. But I think I can get your quality up 20 to 30% with them. Okay, so implementing an AI tool here is a no-brainer, but it's not to automate. I've said it like 15 times. So if you don't hear me by now, I, there's no hope for you. Um, so anyway, number two. Okay, I'm going to stay with outbound. Again, I've got seven for you. Seven. Number one is implement an AI-enabled tool. Uh, here's a link. We'll drop a whole bunch. Uh, number two is you have to have reporting and a sequence committee set up that reviews and optimizes performance every other week or at least monthly. But some of you are like, what are you talking about, Jake? We look at it every six months. Yeah, it's why you're not seeing results, right? I hate to be that person. You know, outreach, Obviously, we do a lot of work there. Sales Loft, also a lot of work there. Um, there's a lot of other ones out there as well, too. Those are kind of our two. Outplay is a really good one for like really SMB type companies. Gong, if you're not aware, Gong just released um, a, a platform called Engage, um, which uh, uh, is also kind of new to the market. So for anyone out there, you have to have a regular process to review what's working Okay, and and then create the space to make the changes. So, look, um, not to do, um, not to you know, kind of toot our horn. We do this all the time. We probably run seventy-five to one hundred of these engagements as a managed service for companies every year. And I'm telling you right now, we've got a client. I don't think we have permission to use the name yet, but I will see if I can. Where um, we're now, we've now got them in this mindset so much, we're doing consistent contests with the team because we're setting up the templates and we're encouraging them to break it so then we can take back what's working and feed it back to the team and then break it and then feed it back and then break it. and then feed. So my friends, weekly or bi-weekly meetings where you're reviewing performance and putting together a roadmap for optimization. Any of your, your sales engagement tools can do a version of this. Right, you can obviously hire a firm like ours as well too, or there's others that I really like, um, and that you can hire as well. Okay, number three. So let's move on from lead gen, lead generation. Your number one, your number two. Implement a tool and have a optimization cycle set up. Shocking! In order to optimize your processes, you have to have an optimization cycle, not this one-off campaign sprint um, that we do today. So number three, we're going to move into the sales process, and I'm going to talk about. Um, something that I think a lot of, uh, there, there's going to be a lot more chatter about this sooner than later, is, um, you know, if if you have a product that's relatively complex and there's not a lot out there, um, what I really feel like a lot of the value in the discovery is in prep for the sales team, okay? Um, again, I did a whole session with uh, the guys over at AirCover um, talking to them. There's other kind of call intelligence tools uh, that you can use as well. But again, I want you to think about this like, you can review your calls. You can look at the discovery calls for, for each individual rep, what's working, what's not working. But again, the ability to do some amount of prep prior to the discovery call. 
that to me is one of the best uses of AI in the discovery process. Prep prior, and then ways that I can use it to coach and get better, which obviously that makes sense. Um, if you're interested in my whole like framework for how to run a, a successful discovery, go check out what they're doing over at AirCover. You can have my template for it. Uh, we'll drop the link. Um, or 3B, uh, I love that we did this, is AI and chatbots. And again, it's chatbots, my friends, have been around for a minute. You know, Drift, you know, you name it, right? All these tools have been around. These tools aren't like new, new. But now with real AI, these tools, again, can allow me to self-guide if I want to. And I'm telling you right now, you know, every a lot of the content I'm working on behind the scenes is all about we have to have ways for high intent buyers to self-guide. They don't need the walls. They don't you know, they need ABC. My friends, it's okay to have a bot interact with someone. We're not getting rid of sales. One of my favorite uses of this, after they fill out a form. Why not after someone fills out a form, you let them self-guide? We've, we've got a tool in beta. If you're interested in it, please hit me up. Um, and I can potentially get you on the beta that will allow people to actually guide themselves through a discovery prior to the first meeting. And I'm telling you, more and more buyers want to do this, okay? So that's the discovery. Think prep, kind of number one, that's kind of a no-brainer one. Then you can use some of these other tools to continue to improve your processes. And then, you know, 3B is like, maybe you can skip parts of the discovery because they're not ready. Okay, here we go. Now let's get into uh, this one. I think this is going to be a fun one, which is um, the demo or how we talk about what we do. Okay, so the, there's some pretty interesting things in the market. Okay, um, the first, again, I think, so again, for me, the number four here is, again, I'm going to go to kind of, I'm going to call it personalization and we'll call it like pain point matching. So imagine a world, you could literally just even have like a, a, a second screen up. And I could say, look, I sell a product. This is what we do. This is who we sell to. Here are my top five pain points that we solve. How could I um, explain each of those in three sentences or less, depending on what somebody cares about? Okay. Then as I'm showing them the product, I could just look at my cheat sheet and be like, okay, I'm only going to talk about these two or three things. And I'm going to talk about it this because they told me they had these problems. So the ability to put together a customized, personalized feeling demo by just really quickly making sure you have the right prompts around matching product fit to role-associated role pain. So each role is going to have different pains that you might solve for. To me, that's the number one. I did a whole session on this um, that you can go check out like two or three weeks ago. Um, if you if you all don't know your first time joining, every Monday I do a live. I did it on a Tuesday a few weeks ago, but usually it's every Monday at 11 Central. Um, so please join along. Um, so if you do that, we'll drop a link here. I did a whole session on how to generate your sales pitch here. But I feel like that's really the number one here. That obviously there's the prep use case, which I just gave before, but it's also like, I can train a rep on a lot of this stuff that I didn't even think was it would take them forever because then they can even role play with it. There's a lot of really cool things that they can do. Okay, number five. All right, so this is where it's starting to get real interesting is like proposal generation. Okay, so there are AI tools here. Uh, Proposify, Panadoc's got some stuff. A couple here. Um, so apologies if I missed your uh, the new tool. I can just tell you, I get an email update and there's like five new tools a week. 
Um, and so as a part of that, um, I might not, I might miss some of these. So they're going to be able to kind of take a look at some of the things that um, these tools uh, or that the, the data that's getting pulled from these tools, how do I integrate that? I'm telling you, there's things like um, uh, slides.ai and slides.ai, I can literally just like take notes and it'll put it in this like really basic uh, PowerPoint. And there's a couple of other tools that are getting there um, that you can kind of download just text and it will look at the text, the context. You can, and then again, you can start to feed it templates to where it will just take your notes and turn it into V1. So just think, some of you may not be ready for that. The, the kind of the 5B, so 5.1 is I think that you should start experimenting with some of these tools because they're massive. Again, you can create templates that just get auto-filled and then you can go in and tweak. Again, I've talked about this before. AI isn't going to do all of it for us, but man, it can get us you know, down the, the, the path. The other way is, again, some of those pain point matchings, right? Some of those things that I've talked about a couple of times now. Okay, they're really interested in these three products. Write me the three bullets that would explain in their own words why this product is going to help them with this pain point. And then copy and paste that. And then so you just put that in your proposal. Like the front page is our business case reason. And literally, I'm telling you, ChatGPT crushes this, Okay. Um, all right, number six, getting deals done. Getting deals done. I've got a 6A and a 6B. Okay, 6, 6A is AI um, deal tools. Okay, obviously, there's the Clarys of the world. There's, um, they've been around for a while. Um, some of the cool things, like Outreach is doing some cool things. They've got a new product called Outreach Commit, um, which, which does some really cool stuff. Gong also has a new product out as well. Um, Sales Loft has really been doing some awesome work here. All these different tools, you know, are, are starting to find ways to incorporate a mix of various deal data points. Okay. All right. So those are helpful. Okay. The tools, but let me tell you where AI can really help you. Okay. It's like, this is my 6A and 6B. I love that I have seven here, but I really have like 14. So the other way that it can help you is like, Hey, this is the situation that's happening at this stage what are some ideas of some things that I could try here? Think role-playing. You've heard me mention this before. So we're in the final conversations. You know, I don't know about you all. I'll tell you what I used to do. When I, you know, when I was on the front lines closing deals, I would role-play in my head at night. You know, I would be up, <laughs> I'd be up at night thinking about, okay, so this person, this person's on the call. Okay, this is the objections they've had. Here's what we've got. Here's what we're putting together. How could I do this? I was role-playing with myself. You can literally create, you could create one text thread that's all about final meeting prep. And you just keep training it on objections and things that come up and how you do that. So I, like, I do feel like there's a lot of tools that can help directionally guide you to what some actions you should take. And then, this is bookmark. If you use any of these tools, the ones I just mentioned, um, you got to bookmark this right now, okay? And share this with your whole team because this is, this is where the rubber meets the road is it might tell you um, Jake's deals at risk because he only has two, two people on email thread. I can then take that information to chat GPT. And again, let's say I've got a thread about multi-threading. Okay, I have two people on this deal. What are three tactics I could take to try to get more people involved? Knowing this, 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 and this. Boom. So you can take the insights and do something with them which I think is what, what a, a lot of these tools, especially a lot of conversational intelligence one, have been missing. Okay, and number seven, 
I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this, which is like, again, I talked about it at the um, outbound optimization um, part of this. Now we have to have a continuous improvement process for our sales process. Just like I mentioned, my second bullet was continuous improvement for um, outbound. This is one of the most insane sales behaviors that somebody please needs to try to explain. It's going away, so I'm not, you know, the, the lunacy can only last for so long. You have a sales team. I don't care if you have five people or 500. Let's say if you have 100 salespeople, right? And you can, you can do my math for whatever sales. Let's say you get a team of 10. You can do the same math I'm doing now. Let's say the average rep is running five really qualified meetings a month. Could be seven, whatever. Let's just do five because that'll make my math easier. If I've got a team of 100, that means my team is doing 500 first calls then maybe 350 second calls and 200 closing calls, whatever. Again, I'm making up the numbers. You all can follow me along here. Team of 100, five qualified calls, trickle down my funnel to closing you know, 10, 20%. Um, my friends, anytime you are pumping 500 data points through a system, you have enough data points to then optimize that process. If you're pumping 250 or 300 data points, and again, that means over a quarter, maybe you're doing, you know, so you're getting thousands of data points, you should be fixing parts of your sales process on a regular, if monthly, if quarterly, at worst case, most of you, some of you, I'm literally talking about monthly. To a lot of people, it's like, Jake, how do we do that? I can get into a whole, I can do a whole other section or session on just that. But I can tell you, I'll give you kind of like two quick tips on how to think about this. Step one is you have to have a process in place to rapidly deploy small changes. And that could be, again, a committee that involves frontline leaders. Frontline leaders have to be involved because if they don't believe in the process, they'll, they'll reject it and they won't do it. A process that involves a data team that highlights areas we could opt, op, like optimize. And then, again, a, it can't just be RevOps that makes these decisions. It'll blow up. But you've got a committee of sales and, and RevOps that reviews changes that should be made based on data of middle and top performers, and then micro ways to adjust your playbook to optimize for those. It's not as complex. I mean, I'm talking, even if you meet every two weeks, once a month for three or four hours, you're taught, if you meet, if you got a team that's meeting for three or four hours, let's say they're spending 10 hours to pull the data. Let's say they're spending 10 to 20 hours to pull the data together and meet. You're talking about optimizing the time of 100 full-time people, uh, a full-time person, if they're not taking vacation, is 160 hours a month. So you're spending 10 to 20 hours. And again, let's just, you know, let's do some very simple math for my friends out there. 160 times 100 is 16,000 hours. Do you think it is worth spending 20 hours a month to optimize 16,000 hours of sales performance? I think the answer is yes. So again, we have to move to this model. Our customer behavior is changing so quickly. You have to meet them with where they are. So my friends, those are my top seven for you. Okay. Got two for you around outbound, implementing a tool, developing the weekly, again, it could be bi-weekly or monthly optimization plan. Number three, again, it's a kind of a, a crossover between... Um, you know, uh, potentially prep and, um, you know, allowing people to actually interact. 
and do some of the discovery that they want to self-guided up front. Okay, the demo. Again, making your own cheat sheet about, okay, these are the things they care about. What am I going to highlight in the demo in particular? Like you can have such better demos that feel personalized and customized based on what you heard. It's going to tell you the, to the, the points to talk about uh, and go from there. Number five, building smarter proposals. Both the quality, again, I mentioned some tools, um, but the quality of how you can explain what your products do in their language, AI is really good at that, okay? Next, closing deals. Again, proposals are a part of that. Looking at the data, where are deals stuck, and then getting plays for how to get them unstuck or over the finish line, role-playing, et cetera. And number seven, the most revolutionary one is we have to move away from this once every three years when we get a new sales leader, we build a new methodology. We have to take an always optimizing mindset to our sales process because our customer behavior is changing at an insane rate and AI is going to help us do it. So that's what I got for you. All right. Feel free to DM me. I mentioned again, two things. One, if your team's interested, again, I'm always down team to have a conversation. How do I actually build this optimization engine in my own org? Or if you're interested in exploring some of the ways that you can give people the ability to do some of this self-guide, hit me up. We've got a really cool thing that was in beta that I'd love to show some of you. So again, more qualified people, two salespeople with more information in hand seems kind of like a no-brainer. So that's what I got, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. Make sure, as usual, subscribe to the Modern Leader newsletter. And I will see you all on the next one. Thank you, everyone, again, for listening to another episode. If you are listening all the way to the end, I hope you have left a review. I hope that you make sure that you're following or subscribing on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. We'll be back next Thursday. And again, make sure to check out the Monday episodes as well, too. A lot of people are really enjoying these kind of mini episode Mondays. So make sure to tune in, subscribe, and leave a review. 